0: As Thanksgiving Day approaches, we're reminded of how grateful we should be for all of God's blessings. But are we as humans the only part of God's creation capable of expressing appreciation and thankfulness? Stay tuned.
1: They don't show a lot of thankfulness. You know, it's like, give me what I want, give me now. If not, I'm going to screech and howl and cry.
0: This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Being thankful is something we try to instill in our children and strive to maintain for ourselves. But what about animals? Do they have the capability to be grateful too? Thank you for joining us for the next 15 minutes as we take a look at thankfulness and discuss its distinctiveness in human beings. Dr. Thomas Kendall is founder and president of Reasons for Faith Ministries in Eagle Point, Oregon. He says thankfulness is an attribute unique to people.
1: Everybody knows who has a dog or a cat or even a bird, like my wife and I have, uh, that they don't show a lot of thankfulness. You know, it's like, give me what I want, give me now. If not, I'm going to screech and howl and cry. (laughs) And uh, they don't show manners. Uh, It's basically a kind of a, a selfish existence that they have.
0: ICR founder Dr. Henry Morris says animals are incapable of expressing true thankfulness. They
2: can uh, apparently appreciate what's done in a sense that you feed them or they, the dog will wag his tail perhaps and they will respond, they'll eat, and, and they'll get familiar with their master to some degree, but they can't really communicate, they can't really talk, and above all, they can't really pray to God, they can't appreciate beauty and truth. They don't know what these things are. They can't worship, and they can't be thankful.
0: What about the evolutionary belief of man evolving from beasts? If this were true, shouldn't animals be able to communicate thankfulness too? Dr. Morris says, although evolutionists mistakenly insist that animals are our ancestors, true science and the Bible say otherwise.
2: I think of Psalm 32, 9, which tells men and women, be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding. So whatever they have, it isn't real understanding. They can't communicate in abstract, intelligible thought. And so they're different from human beings regardless of what evolutionists say. They believe there's a connection between man and the animals, of course, but there really isn't. And I think that especially comes out when we try to compare what the Bible says about what animals have and what what human beings have in terms of their attributes and abilities.
0: And one of the major differences of abilities between man and beast is that of language. We give
2: thanks to God. We praise God with our lips as well as with our life. Animals have the ability to bark and grunt and howl or whatever, but they cannot speak in terms of language. And those who have tried to teach chimpanzees, for example, how to speak, find it's impossible. Chimpanzees cannot learn how to speak. But we do, and uh, and that's one of the signs that we know the Lord and we do understand Him and we recognize that He has revealed Himself to us and He has blessed us with marvelous blessings all through our lives. And the natural response is that as we use our
0: God-given language to say thank you, God. So why is it that animals cannot communicate and express thankfulness, but we can? Doug Phillips, founder and president of Vision Forum Ministries, says it's all in the way God created us.
3: Human beings are unique on this earth in that we were created in what theologians call the imago dei, or the image of God. We are His image bearers. Animals don't have that quality. Which is why animals don't say thank you. Animals can't express gratitude. Animals can respond, but they lack the quality of gratitude and thankfulness, which is something which is unique. They don't express manners. Human beings express manners. Because we understand that there is a lawgiver who has condescended to show his great love for all man, and that man is to respond by praising him, giving thanks to him, and acknowledging him as the giver of all good gifts.
0: Dr. Kendall.
1: Man is made in the image of God, and God is a moral being, and he wrote his law in our hearts, and our conscience bears witness to the work of the law in our hearts, which tells us that, for one thing, we're not animals, that there is a God who created us, and that it is morally reprehensible that we should not give thanks to the God who created us in his image and who provides for us. Unfortunately, because of the fall of man and because of sin, our moral conscience, which tells us that we should be thankful to those who are good to us, uh, has been maligned by the effect of the fall in sin. And uh, it can even become, as the scripture says, uh, seared
0: as with a hot iron. And Dr. Morris says being made in God's likeness totally separates man from beast.
2: But animals have blood, they have life, they have soul in that sense, and they even have spirit. But one thing they do not have, and that is the image of God... God set us like man in our own image. And so male and female created he them in the image of God. And that's different. And animals don't have that, and therefore they can't communicate with God. The very purpose of being made in God's image, I believe, was to so God could communicate with us, and then we could respond in praise and thanksgiving to God as he reveals himself to us.
0: And what sets us even more apart from animals is that we possess the ability to have a thankful spirit even when things aren't going our way. Dr. Kindle.
1: Something that's completely unique is that being made in the image of God with the power of abstract thought and with our spiritual nature, we can actually do something that no animal and that not even any unbelievers do, and that's be thankful even in difficult circumstances, even in when things go contrary to what we would like them to be. Because by faith and through the spiritual nature of God that we have in us, we can see that God has a plan and God has made a promise. Uh, Romans 8:28. he does work all things together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. And if we really believe that, as we should as Christians, we should be the most thankful people in all the world. We alone have a promise that no matter what happens, no matter what circumstance we confront, Almighty God, the creator of the universe, is working things together for our good.
0: Considering the evolutionary worldview, we wonder, does this type of mindset interfere with being thankful? By comparison, when you look at the concept of evolution and the concept of thankfulness, they appear to be contrary one to the other. Doug Phillips.
3: Evolution teaches the opposite of Christian gratitude. Evolution teaches the struggle of the survival of the fittest. It teaches every man for himself, every animal for himself. It teaches that we look out for number one and we have nobody to thank but for ourselves because evolution implicitly denies the fact that life is a gift. It says no, life is simply a process.
0: Dr. Kendall agrees and says the idea that man evolved is totally incompatible with a thankful spirit.
1: If evolution is true, we're really just glorified animals, and we got here through a process of dog-eat-dog, cutthroat, survival of the fittest, and uh, having a moral consciousness, being thankful, being grateful, being polite, is uh, the last thing that would help
3: you out in the law of the jungle.
0: And the influence evolution has had on society does not promote thankfulness. Doug Phillips.
3: Evolution denies the fact that there are principles which transcend earth, and we believe those principles come from God, and part of those principles are to be thankful, to give praise. And so in an evolutionary world, not only will we not see gratitude, but we will see the evil and bitter fruits that come from people that lack gratitude, and that means just every man for himself. And this is the world that we're looking at right now. It's a post-Christian, neo-pagan world that has rejected the biblical foundation for gratitude for the evolutionary construct that each man is a law unto himself and has nobody to thank but himself.
0: Although evolution has had a negative effect on society in general, most people, whether they're creationists or evolutionists, will still acknowledge a kind deed. Dr. Kindle.
1: When you think about it, thankfulness is something that all humans and all cultures acknowledge is morally correct. If somebody is good to you and kind to you and helps you, Every culture would say that it was evil and wicked if you did not respond with thankfulness. And even worse, if you responded with wickedness and uh, returning uh, evil for good. Every culture would say that's morally reprehensible.
0: Doug Phillips agrees and says this once again demonstrates that we are a special part of God's creation.
3: These protocols of gratitude, protocols of thankfulness, are not simply societal constructs adopted for some sort of utilitarian means or purpose, but they're given because they go to the heart of the idea that God is the ultimate gift giver, that God has given man all things, that he has established families, and that he works through these things, and that we show respect to God when we show respect to others. And so we act a particular way, we speak a particular way, and in our heart, we have what the Bible says is reverence, a deep-seated gratitude for the works of God and His providence in the lives of other people around us.
0: As a matter of fact, manners are so important to God that He talks about them in His Word.
3: When one opens up the pages of the Scripture, one finds replete from the book of Genesis to Revelation the concept of manners, protocol, etiquette, of social graces, and, you, and one might say, well, why does the Bible speak of those things? Well, I think it goes back to overarching themes like honor. The Bible says, for example, honor your father and mother that it may be well with you. And so we see godly sons speaking with reverence of their fathers. And the book of Proverbs says that they are to honor their mothers. Literally, Proverbs 31 says, rise up and bless their mothers.
0: God truly has blessed us. And Ephesians 3.20 reminds us that God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But sometimes we forget the truth of Isaiah eight, which says... But now, O oh Lord, Thou art our Father, we are the clay, and Thou our potter, and we are all the work of Thy hand. Dr. Kindle.
1: Today we have to realize, although it's so easy to be ungrateful, that we would not even exist. We would have no good thing if God did not create us. We wouldn't even have breath and life, and we do have many reasons to be thankful that we're made in his image we have the free gift of being made in his image we have the free gift of eternal life through jesus christ we have the free gift of being joint heirs with christ because of his sacrifice a position higher than the angels for eternity
0: doug phillips explains god's gift of eternal life
3: the bible teaches us a terrible and a wonderful truth the terrible and the wonderful truth is this that the effects of sin are so devastating That apart from a Redeemer, we will be forever alienated from God and suffering in damnation in hell. On the other hand, the Bible gives us the hope that with Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ and his blood, we can have eternal salvation. This means that we are walking and living and communicating with our God and our Savior for all of eternity. Now, if one were standing on the precipice of death and someone came to rescue him from that precipice, I would think that person would be the happiest and most grateful man in the world. But we are literally on the precipice of an eternal death. And yet, with Jesus Christ, there is hope, there is joy. And so, if all people, if we cannot be thankful for our Lord and Savior, there's nothing we can truly be thankful for.
0: Let's remember to ponder all of God's blessings and be truly thankful for His salvation and His wonderful creation.
3: This Thanksgiving, when we come together and we say thank you, Father, thank you for our country, thank you for our families, thank you for your revelation, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, we are saying that we are unique in all of creation. We are human beings. We are not simply evolved creatures. We are not matter in motion. We are not simply animals, the product of time through chance by evolution. We are created in the image of God by someone who loves us desperately, and for this, we can be eternally thankful, and all who know Jesus Christ shall be eternally thankful.
0: As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org.